Don't just talking, top rope walking, ultimate exit, serious flexing, never be vague with your boy Craig, and opinion mixing from Pete to Nixon, keep to the things in an impactful way, bloody nonsense as the Brits say, talking bloody nonsense. Yes, it's me, it's me, it's the M-I-C, Craig, a.k.a. Mr. Impact. Join us always by the one and only Peter Nixon. This is Talking Bloody Nonsense right here on the TNIW channel. It's a new week, it's a new impact, but first things first. Nixon, how's it going? All good here, uh, absolutely melting here in Cambridge. It's, uh, do you remember we had that heat wave a few years ago where it got to like 38 degrees? Cambridge was the hottest uh, area in the country, and we had a, a sold-out gig at our pub. 200 people crammed into the, the gig venue. And, yeah. you know, obviously we're meant to keep the, the doors closed because of noise pollution. But that day, I said, open the doors because we're going to have people passing out. Yeah. And uh, I, I know it's meant to get ab about that, this coming weekend is going to be like 36, 35. And I'm just dreading it. <laughs> My dog is dreading it. Yeah. Uh, we're not used to it over here. <laughs> so when it, it's, it's, a, it's unnatural heat, this is. Like, it's, this is biblical stuff yeah. <laughs> for us. It's, in, it's ridiculous. But I guess to distract ourselves, if you talk, talk some wrestling, it's been a, but a, quite a quiet week in terms of, uh, stuff for impact but in wrestling in general it's been it's been it's been, it's been a pretty good week mm. uh for tonight's show on tap we have uh killer kelly sign and kushida incoming uh the good brothers are staying till after the summer i'm going to talk a little bit about these uh branded tapings if like the like the one coming up the derby derby city rumble if they're necessary, considering they're not used for the shows themselves, we'll get into that. And in the final 10, I'll talk a little bit about uh, my trip to Wrestle Carnival. Give you a, a little rundown of what happened there, my thoughts on the, on the matches. I mean, you saw the picture, met Eric Young. Best moment of the, of the year for me so far. Like, what a guy. But we'll get into that. Let's get into some impact wrestling. Starting off with uh, Killer Kelly is returning to impact wrestling. And now she revealed in an interview that she'd been signed since 2020, but, you know, the world happened. And also, impact announced for the upcoming tapings that Kushida is coming to impact wrestling and will be facing Rich Swan. I mean, what's your take on all of that? Let's start with the Killer Kelly news first, because. Everyone kind of had a feeling she was signed to Impact, but she obviously went for, she obviously went for a lot. Then the world went for a lot. What's, um, you know, what's your take on it? Another addition to an already stacked Knockouts division, but what's your feelings on Kelly Kelly finally returning to Impact? I think she's a great fit. Um, I was first made aware of Killer Kelly when she wrestled Charlie Morgan at the Royal Albert Hall for a WWE UK show just before they announced NXT UK. And the the thing that stands out about Killer Kelly is she's got that Shayna Baszler vibe about her. You know she's legit. Um she has that legitness about I don't even know if that's a word. But she's got that 
you know, vibe about her. Um, so she'll be a, a great fit to the knockouts division because she brings that legitness um, and she would instantly be a viable contender to the knockout championship, not in terms of storyline, but, you know, in the fans' eyes, if you put her in there with uh, Mia Yim or Jordan Grace or whoever, um, you know, tomorrow, people would buy it. Um, yeah. I, I know she did the knockouts tag team title tournament with uh, Renee Michelle. Yes, yes. I'm guessing they signed her then, but then, of course, you know, lockdown and then uh, did she have some visa issues yeah and she also went through some mental health problems that I, was, I wasn't aware of that yeah and she got stuck in portugal for a long time as well mm. yeah. unfortunate absolutely but yeah i i agree with everything you, you just said there kelly 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 it, she's legit and this knockout division i mean it's already stacked but now you've got Kelly Kelly on there. I believe um, one of the original members of uh, Ring Camp, now known as Imperium, with uh, Walter and everyone else part of that group. And she's going to be a great addition to his knockouts roster. I know uh, Lucha is very excited to see her, finally, <laughs> arrive on Impact. But, I mean, I was when I saw that vignette, I popped and was, um, my exact words were, fucking finally. Mm. It's happening. She's coming back to impact. And yeah, she's, she's going to be a good fit. This division is great. And I'm excited to see what Kelly Kelly can do within the confines of impact wrestling. I was, yeah, I was like you. I was excited when the vignette aired, but I didn't quite understand it. Um, what's this character she's going to be doing? Because it ended with her in a dirty motel room, taking her robe off and stepping into the shower. And that's how it yeah. ended. <laughs> I don't understand it at all. No, um, yeah, I don't get it either. You know, <laughs> maybe I there's, maybe there's follow-ups to come that will explain like this new or altered gimmick. Oh, yeah, I mean, I don't expect her to show up until these TV tapings taking place uh, next week, this week. I can't remember when. I should have checked. Speaking of the upcoming tapings, Impact announced over the weekend Kushida is coming. And and he's going to be facing Rich Swan. That's a huge get. Obviously, he is a, he's a New Japan talent. But I, how big of a deal is it that Kushida is coming to Impact Wrestling after... He's had a run with WWE and facing a former Cruiserweight champion in Rich Swan. Not just, you know, he didn't just have a run in NXT. He had a good run. He was a Cruiserweight champion. You know, he was contender for the North American Championship. Um, I'm sure he wrestled for the NXT Championship at one point. I, I don't know. I have to fact check that. But um, I was aware of Kushida through New Japan and Ring of Honor before NXT. And... You know, we all knew how good he was. So we knew who would do well in NXT. It's a shame he never got that main roster call-up. But then would they have ruined him? Would they have used him to his full capability? Probably not, knowing WWE. The fact that 
you know, when he got released, the AEW didn't snap him up was baffling to me. I guess he wanted to go back to Japan. Um, yeah. But the fact that Impact get their mitts there, you know, in terms of American television, the, the Impact fans get Kushida before the AEW fans, I think that is huge. And, yeah, you know, the stuff, nice. the stuff he can do in Impact with Rich Swan, plus... With Alex Shelley, they were the Time Splitters tag team. Yes, <clears throat> and uh, you know, as a trio with uh, Sabin and uh, Shelley as Time Machine, you know, yeah. Mercy Machine Guns and Time Splitters. I think, you know, we're in for some cool stuff with Kushida on the roster. I mean, uh, Kushida uh, recently called out Alex actually for a New Japan America show taking place in Nashville soon, so. That's gonna be a banger, but it's, it's it's weird because about two days before this Kushida announcement was made, I put out a jokey tweet and said that um, oh, does that mean we can get a uh, time splitters versus Mercy Machine Guns? <laughs> <laughs> and then in fact announced that Kushida's coming to Impact. Like, ha ha, it's happening. <laughs> I, I, that'd be interesting to see. I I think that'd be some cool they could do, like have Shelly in the neutral corner and then. It's a race to tag him in. Okay. Yeah. I, I think that'd be really funny. They talked about it in the past, but I think it'd be so fucking cool to do. Yeah, yeah. If there's, it's, it must be a way to do it. Even if they have to have um, uh, Matt Sydal as a ring of Alex Shelley. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, you could bring someone in to take Shelley's place on one of the teams. I don't know who you'd get. I think Jonathan Gresham would have been uh, perfect for that, but that's out of the question now. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. Jay White. They, they were all like a faction in Ring of Honor called Seek and Destroy. Yeah, and great stuff. But Kushida, that announcement is, is, is massive. Because, you know, New AW got Okada. Fair enough. We we kind of knew it was going to happen, but that was for a joint pay per view. Impact get Kushida for their show. This isn't a New Japan combined thing. This is Kushida coming to Impact to work for Impact against Rich Swan, who yeah hasn't really done much besides winning the DMC, but. You know, this match, I hopefully this is the match that kicked Rich Swan back off into the X Division because we thought we'd be on the tag titles. Obviously, things happened. Willie Mack uh, didn't, didn't, wasn't re-signed. He wasn't, Swan was the DMC. Now, put him back in the X Division, I think this is the one to do it. Yeah, definitely. But Kelly Kelly come in. Returning Kushida making his debut for Impact. He's going to be some cracking tapings. It really are. You know, I think we're getting to you know in this in the second subhead we're getting to the matches they've been out so far for it. But one match is another New Japan talent in Rocky, Rocky Romero taking on the Division Champion in uh, Speedball Mike Bailey. Now Rocky Romero has faced three Division Champions in, in a row now, yeah. which is 
This is wild. It's like they have to get a, a winner of Rocky Romero for them to carry on being exhibition champion or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking cool. I like it. <clears throat> but we'll take it now on over to the first subheading. Talked about this quite a bit, not knowing where we stand with them. But it was announced the Good Brothers uh, uh, via Fightful. The Good Brothers are staying with Impact Wrestling until after the summer. We thought the contracts were up. Bang on uh, Slammiversary. Obviously not. What's your feelings on this, considering they're the tag team champions? And they've really only got a few more months left, if if what's been said is true. I don't know if the Good Brothers said this or whether it's a source via Fightful. But what's your take on this? Because Good Brothers, Good Brothers are sticking around. And they're, they're still impact talent as of right now, not New Japan. What's your feelings on Good Brothers sticking around? I don't know. I think um, people read too much into contract situations, especially with impact, because a lot of talent, as we've said in previous weeks, are on paper appearance, almost handshake deals. They're not you know, under contract, essentially. And that's probably the case with the Good Brothers. I don't know if they've signed a contract extension because we know their contract was up at anniversary or round about anniversary time. But we don't know if they've signed a contract extension or if they're on a handshake deal with Demore uh, because they're the, you know, the tag team champions. They, it'd be pretty scummy if they just up and left you know, while they're the champions. So I, I don't know. It's cool that they're sticking around. Um, but I, I find this all this contract talk weird uh, because if they are the champions and we know for a fact that they're finishing up in a few months, that means we know in the next few months they're going to lose the tag titles. And yeah. for me, it just it feels weird, you know, knowing that they've got to lose the championships at some point. Or yeah. do they, you know? Are they, are this, is this contract, is this handshake deal going to go on even longer? We don't know. We're not involved in these conversations. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd, it's, a, it's a weird one. As I say, I'm glad they're sticking around. Um, because, they, you know, as, as much as they are not necessarily the most entertaining tag team to watch, they have, they have had good matches, but they are good for impact publicity. And good for ratings. I know people don't really care about ratings yeah. in this day and age, but um, it's good to get. It's good for them to be an impact to get eyes on the product. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. The Good Brothers. Yeah, and I know a lot of Impact fans aren't their biggest fans, but when we're back, when they first started, they'll come to Impact. Did it? Did big numbers for Slammiversary. It, it it got the attention of a lot of people. Without them, I don't think this New Japan thing would be as strong as it is. Yeah, you know, Scott Demore, uh, when Anthem first, first took over, Scott Demore went over to Japan and apologised, and you know, they they buried the hatchet and all, but Rocky Romero has played a big part, is, is the big, is the key to this New Japan relationship, is key to getting all these talents from New Japan on the show. And without the Good Brothers being on impact, I don't think Rocky Romero would be involved. He's essentially the third Good Brother. 
if uh, yeah. if you follow uh, Talking Shop and their their uh, pay per views, I don't know if you've watched any of those. Yes, I have. <laughs> when it's in the first one, but yes. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anyway. Um. Yeah. There's a whole contract thing. We don't know what's going on. We don't tend to know what's going on. It's what we see online. And, you know, if they're sticking around, fine. I'm cool with it. But, I don't know, it's it's a weird one. In that, they're all technically champions. Contracts are supposedly running up. And they've just started another feud with Honor No More. Maybe that is where it goes. Yeah, I think that should be how it goes. If Good Brothers are wrapping up, I think that needs to be the one. Obviously, Honor No More, they're not signed, signed, as far as we're aware. Again, it's just per, like a, I think they're on on contract, but I think a per taping contract. I don't think it's anything full-time because they're working with NWA. Mike Bennett said he's happy with Impact right now. So maybe, I don't think that means they're signed. Marie Canellis seems to be having one foot out the door heading to Ring of Honor when that kicks off, kicks off again properly. Uh-huh. Again, we don't know. This is all speculation and what we've seen or read online, which, I mean, wrestling Twitter isn't always the best source of news. <laughs> I mean, I can't, I don't really know when they've been right 100% on things. But it is what it is. You know, in... What's the, you know, with the Good Brothers since New Japan stuff, like obviously it, it's it's helped impact massively, and we've had some of New Japan's biggest stuff. We've we've had Minoru Suzuki in Impact Wrestling, we've had Kojima in Impact Wrestling, Finjuice have been tag team champions, and Jay White, the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, Bullet Club is in Impact because of. Because of the Good Brothers. Chris Bay probably wouldn't be in Bullet Club. Ace Austin probably wouldn't be in Bullet Club if the Good Brothers weren't an impact. So yes, they're not the most... No. They are really entertaining. I find them really entertaining as a team. In the ring, not so much. They're, they're, they're a good tag team. They, they know what they're doing. They, 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 do, they do it very well. But they're not my team in terms of tag teams. Carl Anderson, on the other hand, is one of the best. Yeah. Machine well, Gun is incredible, hence why he's never opened with a champion. So I'm all for the Good Brothers sticking around. How, if it is the end of the Good Brothers, how do you feel if they do, do you reckon it will be a, a contract runs out and they're done? Or do you think if they go, it's more like they're heading to New Japan and work there? Do you think? We'll continue to see them with that working relationship in Impact. One hundred percent, especially with Bullet Club's presence on Impact Wrestling over the past year. I think if they if their contract runs up and they are exclusive to New Japan, I reckon they'll they'll still pop up in Impact and they'll probably pop up in AEW every now and then as well. Yeah, I I, I see that because uh, a few months ago I haven't watched it in a while, but on the uh, TNS vlog, uh, whilst, 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 uh, as they're 
as the, the week of then return to New Japan, uh, Kyle Anderson signed a New Japan contract on the plane. He blurred it all out, but apart from the New Japan logo. So maybe that was for just that time, or maybe they are actually heading to New Japan, but once their contract impact is done, which is more likely, they've been going to Japan a lot more now. They're heavily involved in the uh, New Japan America stuff. And uh, yeah, and who knows, maybe they'll be part of the when uh, New Japan returns to the UK. He's trying to come back to the UK, which I'm all for. Hopefully, right. but more likely, more likely be London, which I, I kind of hope not because there are, uh, you know, there are more places in in the UK than than London. <laughs> more, more than more than more than one major city. London is saturated with wrestling. Yeah, yeah. We have seen go to Birmingham, Manchester, Liverpool. Yeah, I. If anywhere. I think Manchester might be where they head to if it's not London. That seems to be the secondary city for most uh, uh, foreign companies. Mm. But I'm I'm excited to see when they come back there. As long as it's not Nottingham. <laughs> oh, what a shit show. <laughs> <clears throat> There's been a lot of controversy in wrestling over the last uh, couple of days, isn't there? Yeah, a just lot. A bit. Just a bit. Uh, only, only a tiny bit. Yes. Anywho, that's a, a subject for another time, maybe. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that's the good brothers. They're sticking around. I'm cool with it. For now, see what I can see where it goes. You can't be denied without them. This impact maybe wouldn't have had as much buzz around that anniversary as it probably would have had. Yeah, there was that, you know, that that, that promo with uh, they teased everyone who got released coming to anniversary. Mm. And to be fair, I think on that, Impact won that free agency thing. Impact won that one. <laughs> so I think yeah. it would have it, it, it helped massively. And yeah, no, I mean, no disrespect, no disrespect to the Good Brothers, you know. Kyle Anderson is one of my many followers, and Gallows is a fa- is a fan of the channel, so friend of the channel. So, do you know that's how I uh, was first made aware of the TNA IW channel was because the Good Brothers tweeted out about TNA IW, and I thought, yeah, I could use a an Impact Wrestling review podcast in my life, and now here we are. I'm a part of that family. <laughs> So we have you have the Good Brothers to thank for TVN exactly. and all that all the all the nonsense that comes with it. <laughs> whoop, whoop. And here we are slagging them off, saying they can't work. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, insert Simpsons gif here. Back it up, back <laughs> it up. <laughs> no, it Good Brothers. Like, when they came, I was really hyped. I bought the T-shirt. I've got I've got the Good Brothers T-shirt, which sold out in a matter of hours. Mm-hmm. It, I think it's the quickest selling T-shirt in Impact history. That wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah, it was literally gone in two hours, I think. And now, you know, 
Because they are now three-time Impact Tag Team Champions, eight-time World Tag Team Champions, all in all. Something like that, yeah. They That's... they keep they keep getting these numbers up. They keep you know this lineage going. They could rival Team 3D, the Dudley Boys, in yeah. terms of tag team title wins. I mean, what IWGP, SmackDown, Raw, and Impact, and wherever else they want tag titles. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they are the Lariato Pro tag team champions, which. Oh, you know, makes sense, I guess. Considering Gallows owns the company. Yeah. That's a, a massive that... thing to shout about. No, but I've, I've seen that the Lariat of Pro Tactical Towers, by the way. They're, they're almost exactly like the uh, IWGP Tactical Titles, except it's Al, Al PWG. Right. Yeah, they're almost like, look, look them up if you, if you haven't already. They're almost exactly, or they are exactly like the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Titles. Fair enough. So, you know, <clears throat> but yeah, it's cool. Hope I'll, the Tag Division, I think, needs them as of right now. Much of on the Tag Division, division if the Good Brothers leave, is there really much of a division? Yeah, I, th- I think the, the division will be fine if we lose the Good Brothers. You've still. You know, you've got Heath and Rhino, you've got the Machine Guns uh, or Time Splitters, you've got OGK, uh, PCO and Vincent. There's uh, yeah. Decay. There's loads of teams. Yeah, uh, I, I, yeah, I have to agree. You know, it's, yeah, it would be a loss, but not as big of a loss as people may think mm-hmm. it is but that's the case with a lot of people who leave impact everyone people seem to jump on it as it's one of the biggest losses this company's ever had like it's an AJ styles type loss when in realistic in realistic terms it hasn't necessarily been i can't think of someone leaving in the past five six years that has caused a lasting damage effect on the company there hasn't really been anyone no, I don't think so. I mean, I miss Brian Cage, Willie Mack, uh, people like that. Jake something, Rohit Raju. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the company's doing fine without them. And, uh, you know, the, the TV product hasn't suffered. In, uh, you yeah. know, there hasn't been a lack of quality on the show. So, yeah, the, the show will go on whoever leaves. Yeah. It's impact do a very good job of turn, of having a turnaround, a quick turnaround in terms of who their who their star of that period period of time is. Yeah, and it the Good Brothers have been the stars of the tag team division because for a while there wasn't really anyone else I could use. Not in terms of who has that amount of star power, but now you have the OGK who like. It's they have to be the next tag team champions. No matter how long the Good Brothers reign for, OGK needs to be next. They've got next, yeah. And because I've you know I've I wasn't too familiar with them, but I'm a huge fan of them now. Also, I knew them individually, but as a team, I didn't see much of them. But yeah, Good Brothers. 
you know, <laughs> they're a good team and they've done a, a lot for impact in these last, what, three, four years? I forget. It's been too much time, too much has happened in the last, but how many years? It's been back here. <laughs> they've been here two years. Yeah, it feels longer. Doesn't it? <laughs> That's because the world, I suppose. The way the world is, it's probably... I mean, when they came, there was no crowd. Yeah, exactly. And now, they're going everywhere. So, yeah, I'm I'm all for it. Good Brothers cool. Let's see what they do. Hope, stick around, stick around. But I, this isn't... It's, it's what, no matter what happens, I don't think it'll be the last time you see the Good Brothers in Impact Wrestling. No, exactly. <clears throat> So with that, uh, coming up, of, uh, I should have a date, but it's completely gone. Coming up um, next few weeks, Impact are heading back to Kentucky or Nashville. Probably Kentucky because it's called Derby, Derby, Derby City Rumble. I'm guessing it's Kentucky. Kentucky Derby, yeah. In Louisville. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Um, yeah, because Impact of... Jordan Grace and uh, Josh, Josh Alexander both showed up at OVW last week. James Storm is OVW national champion and Sammy Callahan and Moose are going to OVW uh, next week, I believe. Nice. So, yeah, that makes sense. Finally, Impact needs, needs, to, start, needs to... I think it's been enough topic soon, but Impact haven't really made, took advantage of this uh, developmental with OVW, I don't think. I haven't really took advantage of it, so hopefully it's actually now. But I think we'll get into. I think we'll get into that next week. Yeah, and uh, it'll be an interesting conversation. But now, yes, Impact are heading to Kentucky for um, <clears throat> the Derby City Rumble TV tapings. Um, and that's on the tapings so far. I've got um, Alex Shelley versus Chris Saban. We've got uh, Jordan Grace and Mia Yim versus Chelsea Green and Dylan Perazzo, and it's uh, Speedwell Matt Bailey versus Rocky Romero, I believe, probably will be for the Extension Championship. And uh, also have Kushida versus Rich Swan. But I'll talk about the, the branding of these TV tapings. Derby City Rumble, uh, you've, you know, you've had uh, Lone Star Stampede or something. You've had so many different branding names for these TV tapings. And uh, amongst Facebook groups, a lot of kind of debate about these uh, TV tapings, these these uh, TV tapings having these special names, but not using them for the TV tapings. Having no event, it's just Impact TV. It's not it's not the W City Rumble. It's it's just Impact. What's your take on that? Is are, is these are these names necessary, or is it just about is it branding just a bit unnecessarily, or is it or, or is it necessary to have these special names for tapings but not use them for the shows themselves as they air? What's your feelings on it? I think they are necessary, and they're a nice little touch purely to get people through the door and into seats, you know, to fill the TV yeah. tapings up. I think they they market the the TV tapings well, not well enough because you know it it does take a a while for even the smaller venues 
to sell out. Yeah. But yeah, it's just a, a good marketing tool to, you know, advertise the shows and get people interested. You know, I love the fact that they are advertising matches, not just, you know, Impact Wrestling TV taping, you know, card subject to change. Because you you would struggle, you know. Yeah. SmackDown struggles. It's on Fox TV, you know. They struggle to right. fill arenas. Um, AEW on a hot streak. They're not struggling. Good for them. Uh, Raw is probably struggling. I don't know. I haven't seen numbers. Um, um, but yeah, it's, it's a it's a cool way of advertising the show, getting people interested, and people know who they're going to see and in what matches. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm in favour of the branded shows. Um, in favour of them advertising matches in advance. Um, there's been there's been some weird names, but uh, like Battle in the Bayou, you know yeah. things like that. But uh, yeah, I, I don't have a problem with it. I don't know why people are up in arms about how they market their TV shows. I mean, I I understand where people are coming from in the fact you know they don't use the names, so they create all these, they create all these posters just for social media. Which is, I understand where people are coming from, but honestly, I I didn't have an opinion on it for a uh, for a long time. Then I was brought up in these group chats, and I thought, okay, yeah, it's it's a bit weird, but impact branding, as you said, marketing has never been impact strong point, never. It's 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 a difficult one because with impact you've got a ceiling they, they know that and getting the way out of social media is probably the best way um they and they recently hired uh uh pusher tyrese who uh, worked, he used to work for impact for a little bit had some issues got fired went to work with uh doc gallows for Laura pro as their marketing and uh, their, their guy in charge of that and he's done a great job over the last few weeks he's been he's been in the job uh, if you've been a follower of the channel from day one you might remember Tyreek being one of the first guests we ever had on the channel he, you know, he came on and spoke honestly and then sorted it and now he's back with impact so and he's doing a great job but yeah marketing has always been an issue for impact I think you know, you can go back. You can uh, maybe from, maybe not from the start because you know the asylum did well, always did. Then obviously came to 2012 where they were uh, it was taking hiring out arenas and only filling half of it mm. and keeping rest under uh, keeping the other half out of the camera out of the camera shot. You know, you can I mean, impact's biggest uh, <clears throat> attendance to date is at the Alamo Dome for some anniversary. Lockdown, sorry. Lockdown, yeah. Yeah, but that wasn't full. There's fourteen thousand people there for Impact, and it's going to fill out about maybe forty thousand. So it's, it's always been an issue for Impact. These tapings, man, they, 
it's it is a good marketing ploy. But yeah, they have some some very strange names. And but as as taping coming up, you know, what's your feelings on the matches they've announced? I mean, actually, it was this Chris Sabin is going to be a banger. Yeah, it, you you know it's going to be a good match, but why is it happening? That's the thing. It's they do these. It tend to do these one-off matches where they don't really have a story behind it. Mm. Maybe something happens at uh, obviously they're facing. I don't know tonight they're facing. Uh, oh, Josh Alexander they're going against Bella by design. Maybe something happens there, but. Mm. Let's see why because they're teaming up uh they are teaming up again at these tv tapings can't remember who they're facing i should have remembered but and they're, they're teaming up at these tapings so i guess it's just a one-on-one against machine guns for whatever reason yeah i mean not, not complaining because it's going to be a banging match and they've you know you can go back to a few of over the Exodus Championship years ago. They, you know, they can put in a great match. And Chris Sabin is one of the best in the world. Yeah, but doesn't get nearly enough love for it. Oh no, absolutely. Maybe uh, something happens with Kushida. Maybe they start teasing friction. Like Sabin accuses accuses Shelley of reforming time splitters and ignoring the motor seat machine guns. Something like that. Maybe. Maybe yeah, but. Uh, I don't know. Uh, also, yeah, uh, Mia Yim and Jordan Grace against uh, General Peraza and, and uh, Chelsea Green. Uh, it's it's going to be another can they coexist thing. I was just about to say that. <laughs> it's okay. such an overdone thing in wrestling now. Can they coexist? Uh, I'm I'm for it. You know, it'll be a good match. Um, yeah, looking forward to seeing that one. Um, I'll... The challenge that Speedball Mike Bailey is doing at the moment for the exhibition title yeah. and Rocky Romero is a perfect challenger you know in the, yes. the Derby City Rumble yes I cannot wait for that match he's had Rocky, Rocky had a banger against Ace, Ace Austin mm-hmm. and it was hard to kill banger against Trey Miguel and this is going to be a banger as well Speedball already had a killer against Alan Angels who oh yeah is someone else Impact are reportedly interested in signing, which snap him up now because I, like, like I said, I'd, I didn't know anything about him, but yeah, yeah, I he, sign him up because that match, jays. And not just and then, that, you know, Aaron Angels has a buzz right now, so snap him up now whilst he's hot yeah. and capitalize on that momentum. Definitely, and he's he's a great petter from what I saw of him, and I mean the exhibition is stacked. But uh, also we've got uh, Doc Gallows versus uh, PCO as well. Oh yeah, I'm game for that. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it might be. Uh, so it's 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 continuing the Bullet Club on a more thing, mm-hmm. but. Yeah. Is PCO on borrowed time on no more? Surely, right? How can he coexist with honor no more? It's got to be on borrowed time. And uh, sorry, I'm just looking at the because 
we should have mentioned it earlier, but Meltzer rated uh, against all odds, apparently. And he, he, he only sp- did a few of the matches. It might, might, might even been one match. And that was Trey and Speedball. He got four and a half stars. Yeah. Which uh, Speedball spoke about on his uh, Twitch stream and said, had it been five minutes longer, room for five stars. I mean, not that it exactly matters, but, you know, the fact that he rated it again. In my opinion, it's the second best match Impact have done this year. First being Josh and Tomohiro Ishii. Yeah, I'll... uh, That that match, just banger. My favourite match of Impact is is Sabin versus Gresham for uh, how to kill. That match just instantly hit my top five matches of all time. Yeah, that was was a hell of a match. Yeah. I, I will agree with you there. I'd put that yeah. probably number three. Um, my my favourite match of the year so far, you know exactly what I'm going to say, is from Sacrifice, Jonah versus PCO. Yeah, yes. Yeah, again, just a, a banger match. And hopefully Jonah, hopefully Jonah's one that comes comes back around soon because yeah. he wants to, so do it. But that's the main and subheadings for you right there. Before we take it over to the final 10, which probably will go a little bit longer than 10 minutes, I'm going to quickly run you through tonight's Impact card, and then we'll throw it over to the Power Rankings. But tonight on Impact, you have uh, Violent by Design of Dina Doring and my new pal Eric Young, taking on the world champion Josh Alexander and the Mercy Machine Guns. We have Chelsea Green taking on Mickey James, with everyone banned from ringside. If James Storm taking on Steve Macklin, Tanil Dashwood takes on Marshall Slamovich. I don't know more of Eddie Edwards, Kenny King, and the OGK take on the Bullet Club of Chris Bay, Ace Austin, and the Good Brothers. And on BTI, it's Johnny Swinger versus Bipinda Gurja. I believe is no more contenders match for the Digital Media Championship. Okay. So that's that's impact coming up. It's, it's going to be a never banging card. That's Impact for tonight as you watch or whenever you've watched. That was Impact for this current week. But now let's take it over to those power rankings from Impact Wrestling last week. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Let us know. If you want to be part of the power rankings committee, we want you to be part of it. If you want to be part of the committee, all you've got to do is watch Impact, hop in the group, give us your top 10 wrestlers featured on Impact that week. And that's it. You're done. You can go about your, you can go about your life in peace. We're part of the rankings committee. I believe this is the very first week since he became world champion that Josh Alexander didn't make number one, which is fair enough considering he's only on the show for like 10 seconds. But you can go watch Tatir and Burke give a full look of the power rankings in more depth if you like. So here they are. Here's the power rankings with Tatir. <laughs> Number 10, Honor No More. Number 9, Just So and the Influence. Number 8, Tag Team Champions Team Ragnarok. Number 7, Tag Team Champions Bullet Club. And number 6, Ruchosa Diana Perazzo. Number 5, Venom Trey Miguel. 
Number four, world champion Jordan Grace. Number three, world champion Josh Alexander. Number two, HBIC Mia Yim. Number one, exhibition champion Mike Bailey. And we are but 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 back. Now it's time for the final 10, 10, 10. Almost, well, I guess final 15 as, as of right now. But <clears throat> yeah, uh, if you follow my social media, you saw that I went to Wrestle Carnival Ringmasters this last Sunday in a Coventry at the Empire, HMV Empire in Coventry. And met a few people there, a few familiar faces. Uh, met the uh, TNI UK guys. And uh, also uh, someone who watches the show. And so there's some, some, some good people who are not social, social, social media. So that was the fun part of the show itself. I'm going to give you a, a, my feelings on it and take you through have a little chat about it. And yeah, I want to start off though with Eric Young versus Reese. Man like Reese. Oh, I mean... One. Two one, yes, that man like the Reese. If that uh, is yes, Eric was man like the Reese, and if the Reese won, he he goes on to the anniversary show to face Charles Crowley for the uh, Russell Carnival Championship. The Reese did win, but what a match! My match of the night, and Eric Young. <sighs> Watching on, watch on that man on TV does not do him justice. He is so damn good. And uh, in terms of what happened, um, you know, it went kind of back and forth a little bit, especially between the fans. There was 0-1-2-1 chance. And then uh, our little section, the impact section, essentially, <laughs> were all in one corner. Um, as as got an 0 one 2 one chant, 0-1-2-1, Eric Young, 0-1-2-1, Eric Young. And it was just so much fun. I like Doris is one of the best in the country right now. I mean, he's the current number one contender of the Wrestle Carnival Championship, and he also has the bank on it briefcase for the Kamikaze Championship, which is essentially money in the bank for Kamikaze. Mount Doris could end up being the Kamikaze. And Russell Carnival champion at the same damn time. And I fully believe he'll become a Kamikaze champion because Sean Custom's been a good champion, but he's been champion for three years. I think it's time for another one. But yeah, obviously, you know, Doris in a professional capacity, he is insane at what he does. Former Progress Tag Team champion as well. Like, Malak Doris is so damn good. He's he's got the full package. He can wrestle, he can talk. You know, he's charismatic. He's got a great body. He's got a great look. It's as far as I'm concerned, it's his. It's the fact that he's over here in the UK that's holding him back. If he was in America, he'd have been snapped up. He would be everywhere. Yeah, completely. I know. A few years ago, he had a tryout on uh, NXT UK. 
obviously nothing came of it, unfortunately. But I mean, I this match, I hope Impact Wrestle Carnival can work something out where it becomes the uh, Impact's uh, digital media exclusive match because people need to see this match. I mean, you can uh, it's coming out soon on demand on the on Wrestle Car- Wrestle Carnival. You can follow our, our Wrestle Carnival and get all the details of when this show is being released. But this needs, this match is put on the Impact YouTube as digital media, digital media exclusive because Darius is so so good, and of course Eric Young is just Eric Young did. I knew I, I didn't I didn't I didn't think Eric, Eric Young was going to win this match because you know it's Darius wins he goes to face yes he faces Charles Crowley at the one year anniversary for Wrestle Carnival, and I didn't think I was gonna I didn't think. Darius is going to win this one because he's going to go on to challenge Crowley either way. And probably Charles Crowley and Darius is going to be a cracking match. And it's just, it's just so damn good. Um, so I'll write down some like, him, highlights on this one. Uh, Chris Ridgway was Emerson Jane in Pure Rules for the Grosser kind of a Pure Rules Championship. I'm not over, I wasn't overly familiar with Emerson Jane. But she is a talent. She can she can go, and Chris Ridgeway will kick the living crap out of you. And she took it. She she did a great job, and she took it. And also, pure rules. I feel like I saw one obviously uh, uh, Sabin and uh, Gresham. You know, I saw that as first as my first ever pure rules match, watching it. And now I've been seeing it. Everywhere feels like. Obviously, Ring of Honor made it famous. Norris Carnival picking it up, and I'm all for that. But Chris Ridgeway as well. What a year he's having! What a year Ridgeway's having is one half of the junior heavyweight GHE Tag Team Champions, Progress World Champion, and and uh, strong super super strong style 16 winner, and now the new Wrestle Carnival Wrestle Carnival Pure Champion. What a year! Again, Ridgeway is one of the. It, it, it's a reason he's in Japan in Noah and just absolutely killing it because he can go. He's part of the foundation now. He's part of he's leader of uh, Northwest Strong, who are a great faction. We've, we've had uh, fort- we've been fortunate to have a uh, member Rio come on the on TV and chats, and again, and it's that group. Is great. Uh, Luke Jacobs, the uh, Progress Atlas champion. I mean, just wow. That that's, that's uh, Rafa Strong is great, and Chris Ridgeway, like, is someone that needs to be looked at by everyone. Is he's in Noah, which is cool, but we get him everywhere because. He, one the arguably arguably the best strong style wrestler in the UK right now. I think he's absolutely killing it, and Emerson Jane put up a hell of a fight. Emerson Jane, I've seen her live uh, for uh, Pro Wrestling Eve before, and she is excellent. Um, she's another wrestler that can that can do it all. Uh, very impressive. If you haven't seen Emerson Jane perform. Go out of your way. She used to wrestle with Sammy Jane. 
Um, I would have thought she's got more matches on YouTube as Sammy Jane than she does Emerson Jane. Um, but yeah, just a matter of time before she gets out there even more than she already is. Chris Ridgway, yeah, I totally agree with everything you said. Uh, my only criticism of Chris Ridgway, and not not that it's my place to criticise him at all, but um, he's just he's a little bit generic. You know, he's right. he he is a great strong style wrestler. Indeed, he has fantastic matches, but he's just another one of those British indie guys that does strong style. Granted, he's one of the best at it, but there's so many wrestlers doing that at the moment. There's nothing setting him apart from the others. That sounds so harsh. It wasn't my intention to be harsh about Chris Chris Ridgway, of all people, on this show. Yes. He's fantastic, but yeah, I don't know. It's just something, something missing from that Chris Widgeway presentation. Yeah, uh, obviously, I've and I've seen him live like six, seven times now, and uh, I saw him uh, last year. He faced uh, Chantal Jordan at Kamikaze Pro, and. Some uh, friends uh, of the channel, uh, the TN Tights podcast, uh, they uh, were chatting a bit on uh, social media about Chris Ridgway when he faced George Lydon at Kamikaze. And they uh, referred to him as the, um, the Suzuki of Brit Rest. You can, you, if you want to get, if you want to make someone be a super mega baby face, have Chris Ridgway batter the shit out of him for 10 minutes and they'll get over him and be mm-hmm. an instant baby face. And it's kind of hard to disagree. Like, well, when I first saw Emerson Jane, uh, she teamed, it was at Russell Carnival, uh, The Hunt. Uh, she teamed with Ivy and took on uh, the Royal Aces, Jess and Charlie Morgan. And they were the heels. Uh, Emerson Jane and Ivy, they were the heels. She was getting booed out of the building. And this one, nothing but cheers for her. Although there are a few people who obviously support Ridgeway because mm-hmm. they know he can kick, kick it, he'll kick their ass. But it's yeah he where he did it and got people like booing him and cheering Emerson. I thought that was great because uh, Ridgeway is having a great year and and Emerson Jane is someone I'm going to be uh, looking out for more on shows because like she she can go she can she took a beating especially to her uncle. Uh, Ridgeway ended up taking a a boot it off and put in the ankle lock, which looked like it hurt. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so now we'll go for it a little bit more. Um, uh, it, was, it was three championship matches, four championship matches on this show, and there was they crowned the interim Queen of the Carnival champion. It was real life couple and fiancés, Jetta versus Charlie Morgan, the Royal Aces against each other for, for the. Uh, Russell Carnival for the interim Russell Carnival uh, Women's Championship Queen of the Carnival Championship the winner is faced uh, the winner was Jetta she's the interim uh, Queen of the Carnival Champion who'll be facing Alex Windsor at at, um, at Russell Carnival's first anniversary show and Charlie Morgan is the specialist enforcer for that match which is just I 
I, I, West Carnival, The Hunt was the first time I ever saw Jeff and Charlie Morgan. And then I saw uh, Charlie Morgan at Kamikaze, who had a, again had a banger against Chantal Jordan. It was my first time really seeing them, really seeing Jetta solo. And I didn't, and when I came back from the show on Monday, I had nobody does it better going from my head all, all day. I didn't know the words at, at the show. I know them now. Mm. And they then had a, a banging match at the start. Um, they were going for like, like shaking hands uh, and uh, Johnny Morgan ended up throwing water over Jetta. And she took deliver. And halfway the match, they got a, a Jetta picked up a kid from the from ringside and used the kid as a to kick Charlie Charlie Morgan in the in the in the uh, kick Charlie Morgan in the chest or face. You couldn't quite see because the ring post. But it was a very fun match. And like Jetta is uh, they're both having a great year, and I can't wait to see them. See uh, Jetta against um, at Windsor because again another person who is having a great year. The new uh, Tokyo Joshi Pro Princess Champion. I can't remember the four name, but it's mm. along those lines. And great, great year. Obviously, you know, uh, you know, Jason Charlie Morgan personally. I do. Yeah, um, Charlie Morgan. Um, I will refer to her as a working name. Uh, throughout this um charlie morgan and i started wrestling training on the exact same day um we didn't know each other and we happened to uh, both be living in cambridge at the time um and we yeah turned up to a training session for waw in norwich um obviously became friends we started traveling to training and to shows together uh, so we've known each other for well over 11 years um so yeah, she's a good friend um, and uh, someone that we will be recording a podcast or a TBN chats with very soon. So look out for that. Um, they have it. I messaged Charlie about uh, a, a, something that you're about to talk about, probably. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, we'll uh, get, yeah. Let's, let's, yeah. Can we get straight to it now. and then I'll, then I'll yeah, talk? Yeah. Scotty Tahati was announced for this show, and of course, he, he faced uh, um, Charles Crowley in the very first match on the show because the winner of that match for the West Carnival Championship went on late to the main event to face Axel, Axel Tisha. And uh, unfortunately, Scotty Tahati didn't get to hit the worm. So, of course, everyone was, was didn't get to hit it in the first, didn't get to hit it because that. Dastardly, spectacular twat, Charles mm. Crowley. Um, so yeah, it went match. Show went, the show went through. Got to main event. It was Charles Crowley versus Axel Tisha. At the end of that, out comes uh, Scotty Duhati. Hits the worm on Charles Crowley. Everyone pops huge for it. Of course they do because it's the worm. Then uh, Derice, who previously in the match, previously like won the won his match and is now the number one contender for the rest of the championship came out uh have a little uh education with um charles crowley scotty dehati came out to help Derice hit finally hit the worm they had a chat 
Toshi uh, Toshi cut a promo saying how he loves wrestling and how doing uh, how he got the the itch a few years ago and now he's having the best time of his career, which is fucking awesome to see because he can still go, hasn't missed a beat, and it's just so fucking cool to see. Um, yeah, then he mentioned how last time he was over in the UK, he had some friends with him, being Grandmaster Six A Brown, Christopher and Rikishi. And how they used to do a little dance. So, but it was, it was him. It was, it was just uh, Darius and Scotty uh, Tai. They need some friends. Out come Jeff and Charlie Morgan, followed by Scotty Tai's son. And so they did the, call t- the two call dance. And what a moment! Uh, they were joined by Axel Tisha as well, who hit the worm, and then did Spinny Rooney. And Doris also hit the worm. Yeah, it was just a very fucking cool moment. Seeing it in person, like, uh, um, you can the TBM vlog will be coming very soon. That won't be part, that won't be part of it. Because that, you, you can go, if you want to watch that through a screen, you can go watch thousands and thousands of hours of footage of that dance. This, I had to see it in my own eyes. And I'm very, very glad I did. Because it's a very cool moment. It's just great. Uh, but I want to <laughs> touch on, before we go, my, uh, the saga between the MIC and the Queen of Mean Nana Austin continued at Wrestle Carnival. <laughs> um, she faced uh, Becca, and the Queen, uh, uh, queen of the, scrunch, the scrunch, Scrunchy crew, Scrunchy gang. And Austin... Took a little breather, came out to the section court at the ringside where I was sat. I was just giving encouragement to Tana to get back into the ring. Tana and Austin get back in the ring, back in the ring. She went, no, you, you get back in the ring. You go, you go, you go. Grab, got my shirt, tried to pull me up to get me into the ring. And then after she lost the match, she stole my hat. Tana <laughs> Austin stole my hat. So, yeah, and the... Uh, I, I, so I doubt me and Lana Aston will ever be, be ever be besties. But Lana, if you're watching, I'm definitely probably not watching. Open an invite. Come on, TBN chats. Let's 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 squash our beef. Let's do it. <laughs> let's 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 be friends. Yeah, it's all, all a fucking banger of a show. And uh, Robbie X Leon Slater had a great match. Robbie X is is the best cruiserweight in the world. <laughs> Leon Slater is very, very, very. I first time I've seen Leon Slater impressed me so much. I didn't know he was part of the 0 2 1, but now apparently he is. Um, <clears throat> uh, George Lydon made his debut was a carnival against uh, Big Guns Joe, Jim Diehard, and Top Gun Tommy Kyle. And George Lydon got the win over Big, a pin Big Guns Joe. Plays with mental. And one all, a fantastic show. Uh, glad to see that Lucia Lee's okay. She uh, took a attempted a uh, suicide dive. Unfortunately, caught her feet on the middle rope and dropped headfirst to the outside. Knocked herself out for a few minutes. It, it she she came round, rolled in, finished the match, but got but uh, but went but was a straight pinfall. Rolled her in, pin one two three. Med, uh, the medical staff. 
and but thankfully she's okay. So, well, but yeah, it was all a fantastic show, and I would highly recommend going to a Wrestle Carnival show if you haven't already. The second one, I'm hopefully going to go to uh, their first anniversary where they'll be teaming up with Pro Wrestling Noah. Uh, that's going to be that's uh, already on that, that's that show. You've got Spike Trevé, you've got Gene Money, you've got uh, 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 yeah, you've got Derese versus Charles Crowley, Jesse versus Alex Windsor with Charlie Morgan, especially Kevin Forster. Yeah, all in all, a fantastic show. And Russell Carnival, there's 300 people there at that, at that show, and it felt like 300 people, it felt like more to be honest. Even though it was boiling hot, no AC, because it's because it's, it's Brett Rest, there was never any AC. Is it quite a, a big venue? It's a venue within a venue. Yeah. So it's the, the venue itself is it's a decent, decent size. Like it really is a, a, a great size. This the venue where they're using the, the in the room where they're using wasn't. The biggest one of biggest one you've been part of, but it was certainly one of the best crowds we've been a part of. They, they killed it again. Some familiar faces who I saw who I interact with on social media, friends of uh, friends of the channel who watch the channel, who watch us. Um, before we go, actually, I want to uh, tell you uh, I'm T, uh, part of uh, TK Cooper's uh, Discord group for his Twitch streams. And I was in there, some, uh, one of his viewers recognised my name and said that, oh, uh, you do a podcast with my wife's favourite wrestler, meaning yourself. <laughs> I thought I'd uh, just got that in there. I'm oh, no one's favourite wrestler. That is my new nickname, no one's favourite wrestler, Peter Nixon. <laughs> uh, well, you do have, a, you, you certainly have fans here and you also have uh, that person's wife. I forget the name. I should remember the name, but I apologise. It's been a while. I've slept since and I've been ill since. But yeah, I've mentioned that. Weird. But well, yeah, thank you. thank you for the support. <laughs> there we go. Um, yeah, that was that. That was Wrestle Carnival. Uh, TBM vlog will be coming soon. Uh, go, of course, support the company because it's they. But it's been a year for for Wrestle Carnival and. They're really getting some momentum, and the, uh, and the HMV Coventry Empire from next year will be their fixed home. So that's where they'll be. Again, uh, one show in Nottingham in August, and the final show of the year is in London. And uh, you've got uh, it's, uh, Charles Crowley versus Gene Money, which is going to be fun in a Crowley House of Fun match. Which I don't know what that entails, but I'm intrigued to see it. That would be amazing. I mean, Gene Money, they complement each other so well, Crowley and Gene Money. I'm wrestling Gene Money at the end of August for Pro Wrestling East. Very much looking forward to that. As one of my dream opponents on the scene at the moment. Yeah. It's uh, August 27th. That's right, in Cambridge. Cambridge. Tickets available now. They are indeed. We need to get Frank Fiat on the podcast or on a TBN chat to promote the show because that'd be a great chat yes I'll, uh speak to, speak to you about something off air about that but yeah so yeah. Uh, it's definitely gonna happen so 
that's that that's been a podcast you can this has been a podcast i hope you enjoyed this i hope you enjoyed this podcast you can find us here there everywhere facebook twitter youtube spotify wherever else you podcast i've been mic this has been nixon and i'll continue to be nixon until next time goodbye my friends <laughs>